This is the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley. Together, we have been making money online collectively for over 10 years. Our mission is to help you start, learn, and grow a reselling business and to inspire you to turn your paycheck into a daycheck. The world is changing and we want to help you change with it. Today's episode, we are going to talk about Poshmark tips that you might not know. We know a lot of our listeners do sell on Poshmark, as do we, and there are some tips that we came up with that hopefully will be helpful for you selling on Poshmark. The first one I have a lot of experience with. As you know, if you have listened to the podcast before, I cross-list a lot of my items. I mainly sell on eBay, like everything's listed on eBay, but there's certain items that I'll cross-list to Poshmark and Macari. And sometimes I'll sell an item on eBay, it's still listed on Poshmark. When I go to Poshmark to delete the listing, it won't let me delete it because I have an active offer on the Poshmark account. If this happens to you, here is a tip and it usually does solve the problem. If you have an active offer on Poshmark, you have to change something, usually change a size. So I would go into the Poshmark listing I will change the size from large to medium and then list it again. Once that happens, I'll go back into the listing, go down to delete. We have to edit it, go down to delete, and then it will delete that listing because you changed something about the item. So when I tried going in and deleting the listing, it did not delete. So I asked on social media, other resellers, if they had any advice of what they do when it just will not let me delete the item on Poshmark. So what I did was I went back in, edited the item because I could still edit it. I went in, marked sold in the title, put sold in the description and commented this item is sold and then relisted it. So that way, if somebody went to the listing, they could see that the item was already sold. So then I, what I did was I wait until those offers expired. And I don't know if it was because I had multiple offers on the item, if that's why it wouldn't let me delete it by changing the size. But I waited till all three offers were expired. And then I went in, edited it, and then deleted the listing. So that's just two tips for if you have active offers and you're trying to delete a listing on Poshmark. All right. So the next tip we have for you guys is if you want to send out an offer on an item, but you don't really want to send out a shipping discount. So when you send out offers to Lakers, you have to send, you have to include a shipping discount. When it's, um, you know, closet clear out and you're sending out offers that way, you do a public offer and then the shipping discount is taken care of by Poshmark. But if it's not closet clear out and you want to send an offer, but you don't want to lose, you know, part of your profits on the shipping discount, you can add the item to a bundle for your customer and then send an offer that way. It's just kind of a little way of getting around sending a shipping discount when it's not closet clear out. Um, And when I do that, I also like to include like a little note for them, something along the lines of, you know, Hi, so-and-so, thank you so much for your interest in this item. Um, If we can agree on a price, I will get this shipped out for you today, tomorrow, whatever. Again, thanks so much. Let me know if you have any questions. And that kind of opens up the dialogue. I think a lot of people are nervous to open up a dialogue sometimes because they feel like it might start some sort of like friction or objection or something like that. But I actually find the opposite when I open up a dialogue with people. Usually we can come to some sort of an agreement which typically results in more sales. All right. The next tip has to do with shipping. 
And when you are selling on Poshmark, they make it very simple to ship items. Everything is going to go postal service priority. But if you look at the bottom of the shipping label, there is a disclaimer and I'm going to read it. Poshmark shippers are authorized to use all priority mail packaging, including flat rate and regional rate packaging through zones of local and one through eight. So even on the disclaimer on the bottom of each Poshmark label, they're giving you permission to use any priority box. And I think that's where sometimes sellers get a little confused. Now you can't use the express boxes, but you can use just regular priority boxes. So that would be flat rate envelope, your padded flat rate envelope, medium flat rate box, large flat rate box. They've got other different sizes. They've got a shoe box. So any of that packaging, you are allowed to ship your items in, which is really nice. Time for another reseller toolbox segment. Are you looking to grow your reselling business? List Perfectly is a tool I personally use to cross-list my items. Cross-listing gets my items in front of more buyers, which has helped increase my sales. Whether you're part or full-time reseller, List Perfectly has three monthly plans to choose from starting at $29 a month. Each comes with a five-day money-back guarantee and endless tutorials to get the most out of the software. You'll also have access to their Facebook group where you can ask questions and connect with other members of the List Perfectly selling community. Use coupon code DAYCHECKERS, all lowercase, to get 30% off your first month. Link to try List Perfectly is in the description or show notes below. All right. The next tip that we have for you, I actually just learned about, I think I was a couple years into Poshmark before I heard someone else talking about this. And unfortunately, I don't remember who it was. I used to watch a ton of, you know, YouTubers and consume a ton of content on Instagram and Facebook. So it could have been anywhere really that I heard about this, but I'm going to pass it on to you guys. So if you want to get more eyes on your items, you could consider pricing your items by using the filters that Poshmark provides for pricing. So if you price your items using the amounts that Poshmark includes under the pricing filters, your item is going to show up in more than one search result. More people are going to see your items this way if they are searching Poshmark using the pricing filters. So some buyers filter by price. Obviously, there are some that don't. But this is just one of those little tactics that you can use to get more eyes on your items. The filters that Poshmark uses, it includes all prices, items under $25, $25 to $50, $50 to $100, to $250 and then items that are over $500. So instead of pricing your item, let's say at $45, where it would only show up under one price search result, it would show up under the $25 to $50 category. If you price it at $50, if someone's searching using the pricing filters, it would show up under $25 to $50 and $50 to $100 if they have those selected, of course. Again, that's just a way to kind of get you know, a couple more eyes on your items if you use those pricing filters strategically into your advantage. I always found it interesting that Poshmark just does whole numbers. With eBay, you can list something at like $9.99, $29.97, whatever you want. But I thought it was interesting that they just use the whole numbers. So that totally makes sense. I'm going to have to go back through and, and see if there's anything that I maybe put at like 49 that I could, you know, just bump up to 50. All right. Another tip we have for you, this has to do with when you get a case opened up against you as a seller. So if there's a case that's opened and you receive the item back and it's been altered or maybe damaged, you can actually file a return dispute case with, within Poshmark once you get the item 
back. So this actually has never happened to me before. The only thing I've ever had with Poshmark, I sold a size 36 belt and I shipped a size 38 belt. And once they got it, of course, I was like, just return it back. It got back to me and it was fine. Has this ever happened to you? Yeah. Um, one specific instance, which is what made me think of this. Uh, I sold a, it was a gorgeous Zara like gown. It was had all this beadwork on it. It was brand new with tags. It was absolutely stunning. Um, and the buyer received it. They claimed that it had a broken zipper. Um, I had evidence that the zipper was not broken when I had sent it out. Um, I actually had it like on a dress form and I had like video footage of me like packing it, whatever. And, you know, Poshmark usually doesn't really care about whether you have video or photographic evidence or whatever, if you're, you know, trying to dispute something like that. But in within the case, when the buyer originally, you know, opened up the case, I presented my, you know, photos to Poshmark. There wasn't a spot to upload the video. So I did email that to them because I'm slightly petty like that. But they, you know, whatever, they didn't see it or didn't care, whatever the case was. Poshmark approved the buyer's case and they returned the item to me. The buyer did not pack the item in an appropriate way. And it happened to be springtime where I was in New York and I was working in the car business at that time. And I left for work at 7 a.m. that day and I didn't get home until 9.30 and it rained all day. And the dress was soaked. It was just thrown into this used flimsy box. It was not taped up very well. There was like one piece of tape across the main seam of the box. Um, It was soaked the dress was completely ruined. It was soaking wet. I could like wring the water out of it when I opened up the box, actually. Uh, the zipper was like, <laughs> it was like pulled almost off the dress. Like she must have been tugging at it and tugging at it, like where it was sewn into the dress, like the actual zipper is sewn into the dress. It was like there were um, seams that were like almost coming apart. I don't know what the heck this lady did to the dress. Yeah. So somehow she like pulled out some of the seams of the the zipper. It was just completely ruined and I couldn't, you know, salvage the dress. It needed to be thrown out. So I contacted Poshmark um, within the case and let them know there was a button that I clicked, um, like dispute this case result or something along those lines. And I provided them photos again of what the dress looked like when it got back to me um, in the before and afters of the pictures of when I listed the dress and sent it out versus how I received it back. And they actually paid me out the full amount for uh, the dress, what I had it listed for anyways, which was really nice. So it's always an option if you receive something back that it wasn't in the condition that you sent it out in, if the buyer, you know, purposefully or even if they accidentally damaged it, or if it's damaged in shipping, Poshmark should hopefully work with you. Yeah, you'll get those buyers though. I mean, obviously, like if that happened to me, I'd be like, that's my fault. Like, obviously, something happened with the zipper, whether she was trying to get it on, and it wasn't fitting, or like you said, it got stuck on the material. But when you are going to have those buyers, and I think that's why you have those dispute buttons, and you have the options to, you know, argue that that item did not come back as you shipped it out. All right, the next thing you will not get dinged on Poshmark for canceling a sale. So it might feel like you are going to get dinged because, you know, you have to select why you're going to cancel the sale. 
but there's actually no negative action that's taken on your account for canceling. We've talked about this before. If you sell on eBay and Poshmark and somehow sell that item on both platforms at the same time, and you only have one of them, we don't want to cancel a sale. Like obviously as a seller, like you want to make as many sales as you can, and you want to make sure you have enough inventory to fill those sales. But there might be a time where you do have to cancel a sale. And Poshmark is probably the better option only because you're not going to have a ding against your account like you would on eBay that affects your seller metrics. Yeah. And I just want to add a little uh, blurb about this quick. I've actually seen this in action. I spent some time listing for a very, very large seller on Poshmark, um, just kind of helping them out, doing some listings for them. And they canceled tons of sales every single day because the items had sold first on eBay or Macari or wherever, and then had you know double sold on Poshmark. And Poshmark was the easiest to to cancel the item on. And they their sales were not really affected at all. They were still selling a ton of stuff every single day while canceling a ton of stuff every single day. So just some food for thought. Yeah. And if you have to cancel it, sometimes I feel like the buyer, they're like, why did you cancel my sale? Because you really can't put any details of why you canceled it. They're just going to get a cancellation request on their end. And I had that happen. I sold a belt buckle. It was an Elks, like the Elks Lodge belt buckle. And I had sold it on eBay. It didn't get delisted on Poshmark. So I canceled the Poshmark sale. And the guy was like, why did you cancel it? And I explained, I'm like, I'm so sorry if you know it was supposed to be taken off. I had already sold this. And he responded, that's okay. I actually found one for a cheaper price. So it ended up working out for both of us. All right. And the last tip that we have for you guys is that no one can actually see the reviews that buyers leave you if they are less than five stars. So if they leave you kind of a petty, you know, four, three star review, or if something kind of bad happened and you got a one star or two star, no one else can see that. So there's, you know, it might be irritating or aggravating to read that at first, especially if it's something, you know, that was out of your control, like a shipping time, you know, you shipped it out same day or next day or something or well within the Poshmark time frame and the post office just kind of took forever to get it to them. That's not something that you can control, but buyers don't really care and they will leave you bad feedback um, about things that are completely outside of your control. My dad has always said like, you know, from the time that we were little, don't sweat the small stuff. And that is definitely one of the small things that you shouldn't spend a lot of time agonizing over. All right, guys, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Anything we mentioned in this episode will be linked down below in the show notes or description down below. Be sure to share this episode with anyone you think it will help and follow us on social media at P2D Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Keep working towards that daycheck.